0: Welcome to the Mexico Business Now podcast. This is A View from the Top, an open space for industry experts to share knowledge, information, and expertise on the most relevant topics, events, and happenings on their corresponding sectors. Welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast. I'm your host, Sofia Jana, and here with us today is Hugo Álvarez Guardado, co-founder of Cancura. Cancura is a startup in the cannabis industry. It educates consumers on regulation, uses, and commercialization of cannabis-derived products. Thank you for being here, Hugo. We're very excited to have you.
1: Thank you, Sofia, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here, and I hope it's a good one for everyone.
0: I'm sure it will be a great episode, and we're very excited about the topics we'll address with you. Before moving forward with our questions, I'd like to give you the space to introduce Kankura and explain your role in the company.
1: Okay. Uh, Kankura it's my baby, and it's the project that we've been working on since like seven years or eight years ago. I used to live in Canada. I used to have a, a space of study over there. I'm a filmmaker and also a lawyer, nothing to do one with the other. That's my background. And I used to live in Canada, in Vancouver, when was the time of legalization in Canada. But there is a period between it's illegal and becomes legal. Mm -hmm. That period, it's like the uh, most important thing for me in the whole process of legalization, because it depends on this process, how it's going to blend in the culture and in the society. And for me was uh, a thing that I've never seen in my life, how the culture and the society adapts the consumption of cannabis was amazing because the people it's really open and they do not judge the people who was smoking. So this great period was amazing. And I got amazed by this transition. So that was the birth of the idea. Of the project and that's one of the main objects of my project the project it's created to become a help or one of the helps in this transition period so what is cancura cancura it's a project that with experiences wants to give the people the best education the best process for consuming cannabis so how we do this it's that we separate it into main business models one of them, it's strictly focused on medicinal cannabis. In Mexico, just for context, the medical cannabis is just focused on pharma. What does that mean? That means that um, in Mexico, flower extracts in the full spectrum side are not allowed for medical cannabis in the first phase. This is the, one of the main differences because in the whole world, or the most uh, known parts of the world where it's legal, the United States or Canada, medicinal cannabis is focused on flour for illness or uh, any kind of full spectrum extract for illness. But in Mexico, it's going to be strictly pharma. So the thing is that we need a lot of certifications and process that makes a lot more expensive to have the product. And also it's... um, a more scientific way of creating the product. So just for making it easy and simple, Mexico is going to work as a compound pharmacist. In Spanish, it's farmacia magistral. Maybe we are not connected with that kind of medicines, but I will explain you what it is. It is just extracts, but they need to be separated. As you may know, cannabis has different compounds. One of the main categories is cannabinoids. So the cannabinoids are like CBD, THC, CBN, CBG. There are like 115 or something like that.
0: Okay. So
1: we need to have them on their extraction. All the process needs to be pharma and we need to import it at the beginning because the legislation is tricky and this is the way that it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. So our model is that we're going to have doctors and besides the doctors, we're going to have a pharmacy. For all the follow-up, we created uh, some technology because that's my background. We developed technology for different things. So the thing is that the main question was, in this transition period in the medicinal side, how can we help in the best way all the patients? So we thought that the main response for this question was to help them and be with them in the whole process. So as you may know right now, the doctors just give you a prescription and then you take your medicine. And if it doesn't work, you go again to the doctor. But what we try to do is we try to understand a little bit more of the patient, of his metabolisms, his genetics, so we can customize the medicine. That's the new market or the new opportunity that we see or that we saw, sorry, on this kind of a compound pharmacies and compound medicines. So that's one part of our business model. And in that part, we aim to create a customized medicine for each person and each illness. That's the the goal. And in the recreational side, we aim to uh, create dispensaries, but right now we cannot do dispensaries. So what we can do in Mexico right now, as you may know also, I don't know if you've heard about the Amparos, that for the people that live like in the United States or Canada, the legal process is different. In Mexico, we use the amparo or the appeal that it's called in the States habeas corpus, I think. But I will explain what it is. The amparo, it is the way of the society to claim that they are not on the same track with several prohibitions of the law. So it's the only way that we as a civil part of the community can raise the hand and can tell the government through the Supreme Court, this prohibition, it's not right or it's not founded, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is that this is the way we started on the movement of legalization of the recreational side. So what we have right now, because all the legal processes start and they were going to create a, a full legalization of the whole uses of cannabis, but it got stuck because of political reasons. So the thing right now is that we have a permit. We need to go to the coffee police that it's like the FDA in the States and we need to ask them for a permit. But what does this permit let you do? Or what are the rights that you have with this permit? It's just for personal consumption. So the thing in the personal consumption is that you are allowed to grow You're allowed to transform. You're allowed to have cannabis with you, to consume cannabis for recreational purposes. But the thing is that you cannot sell or you cannot give to anybody. And also you cannot disturb like a a third party. Let's put an example. You cannot smoke a joint if you're walking through a police or through a family. If someone feels disturbed, they can go to the authority and you can have a problem. But the thing is that this opens like a new opportunity for the business. So in Cancura, what we develop is that we're going to create a cannabis club. But how is going to work this cannabis club? First of all, the thing is that um, we need to have this permit for each of our members. And through this permit, we're going to make his right or their rights come true. (laughs) It sounds funny. But the thing is that this is the logic of how we can create an association and a group of people that has this permit, but they don't know or they don't want to grow their own flower or their own products. So we, as a third party, help them to doing all this process. But it's amazing because for us in the project, we have the opportunity to do all the vertical things. What do I mean by vertical things? is that we do the growing, we do the extraction, we do the preparation of the products, and we also have the process of experience of consuming. So mm-hmm. the main object, as I told you at the beginning, is to perfection and to educate this consumption, because the main problem that I saw when I used to live in Canada is that the people smoke at the, at the streets and all the streets smells like cannabis. I mean, I don't have trouble because I'm I'm a consumer, but I'm sure that a lot of people wouldn't like to have that smell all the time everywhere, you know? So this is a, um, the mainly the focus. And in this recreational side, we need to create a space where we can grow the, the plants, also where we can teach all the consumers how to consume them. We're going to create a pairing with several things like food, drinks, uh, some wine, et cetera, et cetera so this is like the main focus of the company i don't know if you want to know something else or if it's that good
0: i have a bunch of follow-up questions firstly you mentioned wine and have previously said on mbn that you aim to make cannabis consumption as common as wine consumption so culturally speaking which would you say are still the most common taboos and misconceptions about cannabis and how are they hindering progress in its use
1: Okay, another one of the main problems that the people think that uh, has with cannabis, all this stigmatization that it's gonna make you crazy, right? Because you maybe uh, remember, and if you haven't seen them, <laughs> I invite you to see them. The commercials that they used to do when the prohibition came, it was amazing because they they have like uh, a guy that was smoking cannabis. And after smoking, he just got crazy, you know, because <laughs> at that time uh, a lot of the black community was the one that started smoking cannabis, and the prohibition became also like a uh, racial matter, you know. Mm. So the commercials and all this idea become part of certain space in the cultural imagination. The thing is that right now those thoughts still remaining in some of the heads of the people but it's crazy because in Mexico as you may know too the abuelitas or the grandmothers always use the cannabis and alcohol for the pains you know and they are also the same people that tells you that no it's gonna get you crazy so I think (laughs) That one and the other one that I told you are the main stigmas that we still have on the consumption. And of course, for Mexico, I think all the uh, resentment, all the uh, blood on the um, narco side, I think that's also like uh, another big stigma that we still need to carry in this regularization process.
0: And would you say that part of Cancuda's job as a company is addressing misinformation around the plant?
1: Yes, of course. Our main focus right now is to explain the people what is the plan, how we can use it, when it's the right time to use it, how much to use. That following is the one that I was telling you when we were talking about the business model, because that's the main importance. Uh, that's of main importance in, in our project and for me especially and for the whole team, because we don't want to have this, uh, I wouldn't like to say bad consumption. But at the end, it is a bad consumption. So as you may have it in the alcohol and you don't drink one whole bottle of tequila before going to work, it's the same in cannabis. The only thing is that we are on the right time to create these new rules of uh, how it's going to be the consumption or, or the right consumption. So I think that's the main opportunity and the main focus we're trying to keep up.
0: I want to ask a question you might get all the time, but I think it's very valuable coming from you. Many people don't know the health benefits of using cannabis, so could you tell us how cannabis can help people improve their quality of life?
1: Yeah, of course. I think for answering you this question, I need to give a little bit of context of why cannabis works in our body, and after that, I think it's gonna be easier to understand what we say. Right? It's some um, an actual discover like from 20 or 30 years ago, a guy from Israel, Rafael Meshulam, discovered the endocannabinoid system. And it's a system that controls and regulates a lot of things in your body. Let me put you an example. The homeostasis is where your cells of the body are in complete peace. So they are not moving, right? So let's put an example. You're on your weekend. And somebody is grading you because on Monday you have an interview with a guy that has a company of cannabis, right? And your team is remembering you, but you are, I don't know, preparing something or seeing a movie, and then you get stressed. But what is the stress? The stress is a hormone that is produced by the organism. The stress hormone it's the cortisol. So the thing is that when you get stressed, you start segregating cortisol. So the thing is that then your cell starts to shaking and you start to shake also, and you then don't feel really good and et cetera, right? So the thing is that our body in his natural form through the endocannabinoid system deploys another hormone to put down the levels of cortisol. So when they start looking and put a little bit of zoom of these molecules of these hormones, it results that the hormone that gets raised down of the cortisol, it's a hormone that, in his molecular structure, is the same as a cannabinoid that we know as CBD. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that this hormone that it's against the cortisol, sometimes we don't produce a lot, or sometimes it doesn't produce the amount that we need to keep up with the stress because we are constantly having cortisol, cortisol, cortisol because of whatever we have in our lives. So the thing is that when do you use cannabis, the thing is that these molecules of cannabinoids get amped and get metabolized by your body and it helps you. So the thing is that as the endocannabinoid system controls that also gets involved with all the nervous system also. So there's a lot of things like maybe uh, people that has Parkinson, the thing is that when you treat them with cannabis, as it is a problem of the uh, nervous system, they stop the shaking. I don't know if you see this in in some commercials, but I think they have a a really good one that it's called Larry that used to be a, a cop in the States. And he's shaking a lot and he got a shot of uh, of CBD full spectrum and then he stopped shaking and he started to talking really good. So following the question, the thing is that we have this system and we have this metabolism that can help the body with a lot of things that right now we use a lot of medication that doesn't get involved like with a sniper precision, you know, sometimes, or the most of the time, the, the traditional medicine works with a big spectrum. What I mean by this is that if you have some illness that maybe requires a medicine, this medicine is not just for the thing that you have at that moment. It's a medicine that they use for a stomachache, that they use for a headache, but not for a special thing, right? Yes. So in cannabis, we have this opportunity to help the patients exactly in the space of their illness. So what we can do with cannabis, it's uh, a lot of illness between Parkinson, between several pains, something like PTSD, psychological problems, also with addictions right now in Mexico the head of the entity that takes care of all the addictions in the country that it's called CONADIC. He is also a psychiatrist and he is one of the biggest scientists that right now is working on, on cannabis treatment. Really? And he claims to say that addictions like from opiates, heroin, cocaine, and those uh, that are like the most complicated ones can be helped with cannabis. So, I think we are just at the tip of the iceberg of discovering what we can do with cannabis. And this is why also taking back the conversation to our business model, all the data gathering that we're going to have, that's one of the main focus because there is some data, but not on Mexican bodies. And we are different because we eat different, our genetic is different, our metabolism is also different. So the thing is that we're on the track to discover new combinations or new opportunities or even new uh, options for different illness, right? So that on the medicinal side, on the recreational side, of course, it's uh, something to, to have a lot of fun. And the thing also in the recreational side is that it is the safest substance for having fun. I don't know if you know this, but there's no even one debt that it can be claimed for use of cannabis. You would need like the amount, it's like seven to 10 kilograms of cannabis for having some troubles. You know, I mean, there's some consumption troubles, but that it's more focused on the consumer, not on the death side part for consuming a substance.
0: Yes, but that is part of what you mentioned, right? That part of this right way is by getting to know the person who seeks to consume, to check their metabolism, even their nationality, as you said.
1: Yeah, it's get a little bit more, (laughs) I will say confusing, but it's not confusing. It's the right way to consume whatever you want. Let's imagine for the people that has a certain kind of allergies. When you have an allergy, you can be allergic to cannabis. That's also a common Ah, thing. It's not that common, but maybe one of 100, of one to to a thousand people has a uh, allergy to cannabis, and then you can trigger several things that maybe in the process we will say these people cannot consume cannabis, or maybe not until we have an Allegra or something like that for counteracting <laughs> the allergies, you know. But that's like the main uh, trouble in the consumption, and also the people that has troubles in consuming whatever. There's several spheres for a uh, problematic consumption. That it's the right way for saying an addiction of cannabis. It's a problematic consumption, and the main thing is that whatever you're doing, maybe texting, maybe uh, stumbling in Instagram or TikTok, or maybe the people that has a lot of addiction for making exercise or for drinking water. You know, you can be addict to whatever. Mm, yeah. So the thing is that when you have a problematic consumption. It's when you have troubles in your social life. Okay. Think about, uh, I don't talk with anybody. I just smoke cannabis and I forget about my family. I just smoke cannabis. That's one of the spheres. The other sphere, it's when you have troubles with your body or your mind, you know? And yeah. the other one, it's when you start having illness for that one. So the thing is that a problematic consumption can become so any habit that you have so the main thing on cannabis is to consuming in the right way imagine that uh, someone the first time that you start drinking alcohol show you how to drink how much to drink what to drink if you are going to a party what to drink if you are at the beach what to drink if you want to go to sleep that's our experience
0: I think it's very interesting how you're talking about all that can go right with cannabis, but people seem to be fixated with the fact that it is cataloged as a drug. When it comes to addiction, people have many other substances to generate dependency on, even sugar, and that has dire consequences on people's health as well. I believe you have a tough job ahead, and I'm sure you're the first one to be aware of it, but it is so interesting that you're working on this and fighting for it. Now, speaking about you personally, Hugo, why does this topic move you? What do you think it's important to keep making efforts, even with the factors against regulation and consumption?
1: First of all, I got a breakthrough, consuming cannabis for the first time. I came for a Catholic uh, education. Okay. I was on this kind of schools that they're just men, you know, this kind of education. That I'm grateful about it because that it got me like the boundaries, like moral ethical boundaries of my life. But also I think that it's like a mask, For uh, the reality that we have uh, outside in the streets, right? So for me, this breakthrough was when I started consuming, actually was in Canada. I understood that I could change my personality, not in the bad way, in the good way, because I used to be, um, I wouldn't say that I used to have anger problems or something like that, but I got angry most commonly, you know? And I didn't thought like the repercussions of the way of my acting or something like that. And when I start smoking cannabis or consuming cannabis, the thoughts that I had between my reaction and the things that I was feeling, it changed me completely. Because it helps me to have a space between what I'm thinking, what I'm saying, what I'm doing also in the middle of the recreational side and the medicinal side because for me it was a medicine but I started doing it in a recreational side and after this breakthrough for me it was like this thing is not bad you know and it makes me feels good and it doesn't makes me do crazy things I maybe as I do when the alcohol or another kind of substances so this is why I just got like, really hooked with the theme. I also start to uh, study all the things, but uh, because I knew that it, at that time wasn't that accepted in Mexico and also in my house. So for me, reading something that we were talking a while ago, it's one of the most leisure things that I still have in, in my life. And I started reading that was like the main focus of of the program. And I say like to me, right, this is an opportunity because I saw the change in my personality in, in first person. And then when I started studying the cannabis world, I saw that also there's a huge amount of people that say the same. So when I heard that and when I read that, I came to my brother, we are partners in this and in other businesses. And the thing is that I told him like, we need to do something with this because it's a a chain reaction. Right now the states has it, Canada is starting and we as the next neighbor, we're going to do it sometimes because I don't know if you know this, but the international treaties are ahead of the constitution of the countries. So if two of the three countries of the northern part of America has cannabis legalized, Mexico needs to legalize it for the Treaty of Recommerce. commerce So uh, the thing is that I told my brother, we need to to get involved with this. He told me like, create a pitch. The idea, it was nice, was a little bit different because in this matter, when you're an entrepreneur, I think the adaptation is one of the best Qualities that we can have, everything is changing every day, at every time, and we need to adapt. So we create a pitch and we raise $2 million in less than a month uh, with uh, Canadian investors and one American investor that saw the, the same things that I was seeing. They already start to invest in different companies around the world. But when I told them our view of the business, they were like, yeah, that's what we need. We need some tech. We need some following. We need some uh, experience that helps the patients or the consumers to enhance their consumption. And when I started telling them what I have in my mind, they just, I think I blew their minds. And they were like, yeah, we want that. And they took me to, I don't know, different universities in the States, to Canada, I also went to uh, Amsterdam to talk with the people of the government that they are working right now on on the first medicinal uh, licensing. And also in Mexico, when all the process of legalization start, this uh, road that we walked helps us to become one of the helpers of the Senate in this whole process. So I'm really grateful of a change of perspective, changed my life. And this is the way we started the project.
0: Hugo, you mentioned that you started reading on the subject. And I believe that to be one of the main factors that can aid people to understand the subject better. So could you recommend some books or podcasts that helped you have a deeper understanding of the subject?
1: The main question or the first question that anyone needs to ask themselves is what you want to know. Because there's a lot of information and let me put you an example. If you want to know something about medicine, you will try to look for a, a scientific process where they involve a, a scientific study and they have all this placebo and, you know, a lot of patients. And this is like the um, traditional scientific process that becomes a law for the pharmaceutical logic, right? But also, if you are interested for the recreational side, what are you interested in? What we did, instead of uh, just giving links to the people, is that we make it easy because a lot of people start talking with different argots. you know, like they have their own language for talking in the science. They have their own language for talking or slang for talking in, in the recreational side. And what we did in our Instagram, we tried to separate the main categories that get involved for knowing the cannabis. So one, it's the plant, the history of the plant. What is the anatomy? What are the molecules of the plant? besides the plant, how the plants get involved with the body and the metabolism and also your body, the endocannabinoid system. Also a part of that, the products that you can have, the products, let me put you an example. You can have the flower, you can have props, you can have an edible, you can have even patches, you can have a creams, you can have a, even right now dispenser for like, um, you know, like felt dispensers for... Um, like when the people has uh, trouble with their lungs, but they are medicated. So the thing is that for us, all this information is right now in the Instagram and we write a lot of things and we are going to develop some. Uh, we are finishing the developing of some ebooks to help the people to read all this information in the easiest way. And also, we're gonna put the holdings of our own investigation. So if they want to know more, they can go to the same places that we already looked and scanned in the universe of information, because that's our passion. I have a team just focused on on giving investigation on these matters, and they know what are the scientific community is right now looking into. Also, what are the best devices for consuming? You know. So the thing is that when you come to either of of our model business, our focus is to help the people and to give them the whole panorama of this project, right?
0: Right. And just as a closing question, which would you say are the most important lessons you have learned so far in your career? And what advice would you give to people who want to have deeper understanding on this subject or who want to start making a difference like you have?
1: Well, if you're in Mexico or in a country that hasn't legalized Fully yet, be aware of what you are consuming because people say cannabis is good for your health. Yeah, but the cannabis is clean. Let me put you an example. When you uh, put water on the plant, sometimes it gets with uh, some metals. I don't know. Maybe you can have fungi on your uh, plant. And all these benefits that you could have with consuming cannabis maybe gets shaded By all these remains of compounds that it comes with the process of having your product, right? So that's the first one. Understand what are you consuming? If you need to wait, wait, because maybe something that it's created for helping you, it can get you a bad process or maybe a bad sensations, right? So I would say that. And also that uh, the people that do live in Mexico reach out to us. We answer any question in our social media. So if somebody has a question or whatever wants help, so whatever, we are open to have a good response.
0: Thank you so much, Hugo. Thank you for sharing this information with us. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Sofia. It's a pleasure.
0: And to everyone listening to this newest edition of the Mexico Business Now podcast, go check out what Cancura is doing on their website, their social media, and their LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us, leave a rating and a review on whichever streaming platform you're using to listen to this podcast. And don't miss out on our audio articles written by experts across all our industries. And we'll see you next Monday with a new view from the top.